What's going on, lads? Welcome to another installment of Man Talk on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. We cover topics ranging from mental health, fitness, diet, nutrition, and sleep, all the way through to relationships, emotions, networking, mateships, and goal setting. Traditional masculinity is one of the most powerful, beneficial, and valuable forces there is on the face of the earth, and it is being completely misrepresented and destroyed in today's society. So, it is my mission to bring masculinity back into our world to improve the lives of men, women, and society as a whole. Now, I have some super, super exciting news. I've recently launched a brand new network called The Men's Inner Circle, where once a week, every Wednesday morning, we jump on a video call and we discuss everything ranging from mental health, physical health, finances, nutrition, and sleep, through to relationships, networking, emotions, goal setting, and accountability. So, if this powerful network is something you want to be a part of, you can click the link in the show description or jump onto www.bettermindsbody.com.au forward slash the men's inner circle. With that being said, let's dive into today's installment of Man Talk. Hey, Justin, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate your time. Do you want to just give everyone a bit of an intro and a backstory on yourself? Sure. Yeah, I'm a practicing uh, psychiatric nurse practitioner in Oregon, in the United States, and I've uh, been in practice a little over 10 years and spend extra time with my patients, cover all the the basics of the mental health symptoms and then physical symptoms, anything inside the body that might be contributing to the mental illness symptoms, put yep. together a holistic treatment plan for people. And uh, that's my daily, that's my day job. And then I also wrote a book, uh, The Mental Wellness Diet. And uh, we can talk about that and uh, give you my unique perspective. Yeah, epic, man. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Before we dive into, uh, I guess, your approach and what goes into that, I just want to ask you, what does being a valuable man mean to you? Yeah, well, you know, there are some uh, differences between uh, males and females. Hmm. Uh, when you're born a male, when you're born a female, as though the brain develops, it is influenced by hormones and it develops differently. There's differences on MRI scanners, what those results reveal. And um, there's a there's a few key differences, which kind of can be boiled down to men. Masculinity tends to be more a targeted approach to life. And uh, a feminine approach is a bit more broad and value-based. And so for men, it's what, what, what did I do? And in the feminine perspective, it's who am I? So uh, taking the male side and the masculine side, that's really great. Uh, in my book, I write a lot. One major theme is uh, keeping the forward momentum going. It doesn't really matter where you start or where you end up, but as long as you're progressing and making you know, moves forward. Obviously, I'm male and masculine, and so that's a male's perspective. Somebody, a feminine perspective on a mental health book may give you a different, more broader perspective. So masculinity for me means um, the forward momentum, whatever you're into, whatever you're talented towards, have aptitude in, are interested in, as long as you can keep moving forward and keep maintain that forward momentum for the, I believe, the main purpose of providing uh, good role models for children. And that's my definition of masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, man. I really like that. So then diving into what you do and your approach to dealing with mental health or just wellness in general, we'll just start with, I guess, diet. So how important is the food that we eat when it comes to our moods, our daily functionality, our mental health, all that kind of stuff? 
Yeah, critically important. And I, I feel like everyone agrees with this. If you're feeling down or lethargic, fatigued, or brain fog, brain farts, you know, memory lapses, um, the first thing we all think of is like, oh, you know, I got to start eating better. I got to start eating cleaner. I got to start, you know, having whole foods. And then I'm definitely going to feel better. Everybody on an in- instinctual level understands the connection between eating healthy and then feeling better, having a better mood. The What I read about my book is how which nutrients are the ones that keep the gears of the, grain, the brain grinding. So which nutrients feed which processes in the brain to help the brain function better? And then when wow. the brain functions better, what are those functions? And then how do those functions functioning well help us to feel and function better? So that that's covered all in the book. Yeah, awesome, man. And are there any... For people who aren't ready to dive into a, a full-on healthy whole food-based diet, are there specific things that you would recommend eliminating early days, whether it's, you know, specific chemicals in foods or whether it's, you know, things like fluoride or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, staying away from stuff that you clearly know is bad is a great first step. Uh, and everything in medical and health research not everything, but a lot of things, the dangerousness of fluoride or the dangerousness of additives or the dangerousness of obesity. It's funny how it's always compared to smoking. So, if, you know, it's like being 10 pounds overweight is equal to the risk of so many packs of cigarettes per day. You know, we just know that smoking, inhaling all of that tar and the nicotine and all the chemicals that are in cigarettes is just bad. So by extension, we also know that sugar is bad, that artificial preservatives are bad, that all the pesticides that make their way into our food are bad. So, you know, everybody knows how to like just take off the top and just take care of like the known bads. After that, I would suggest uh, focusing on the principle of nutrient density. So per calorie of food, how jam-packed is that calorie of food or the gram of food with vitamins, minerals, uh, helpful fats, protein factors, amino acids. How jam-packed is it? How nutrient-dense is it with all the nutrients? Because that's what keeps those gears grinding. So take care of the obvious and then focus on nutrient density. Absolutely, man. And so how can people actually do that research themselves? Because there's a lot of information out there. And like personally for me, I know when I'm trying to research something, there's so many different fucking opinions on the internet that you don't know what to trust. Yeah, well, there's a lot of hard numbers when it comes to nutrient density. Nutrient density is not a concept or theme that I invented. I adopted it from other research and uh, researchers and other bloggers. And so if you Google nutrient density food list food groups, it will basically per calorie weight and stuff, it'll come up with fruits, vegetables, uh, animal products, animal meats, shellfish, fish, organ meats is on there. Organ meats is a big yep. one. So uh, there's, you know, that's like actually a pretty good guy that doesn't, isn't based on people's opinions, but you can see the the number breakdown on all those foods. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. So what does what your daily diet look like? I'd love to hear what you eat. Yeah. Eggs and usually some sort of meat. A lot of times it's the leftovers, whatever meat and vegetables or rice or whatnot. Carbs were for dinner and then with eggs on that in the breakfast uh been busy these days so unfortunately i have to go to the grocery store local just walk down the street 
and pick up a sandwich. Um, otherwise, I'd have a, a salad of some sort with protein and veggies. And then dinner is usually a square meal. So carb, vegetables, and then a protein. So usually eating protein, animal meat protein three times a day. But sometimes I'll do a more of a vegetarian diet. Okay. Once in a while. Yeah, interesting. No, I like it, man. Awesome. Moving on to some of the other areas that you tap into, I'd love to talk about, I guess, mental control, how much control we actually can develop over our own mind because there's, again, a lot of differentiating opinions on this. What are your thoughts? How much control do you think we can develop over our mind? Yeah, I mean, I believe ultimate, ultimate control over our mind, but with caveats, you know, with conditions. I I think first it's important for people to – put time and energy into understanding what kind of meaning they're making out of their life. So perhaps that's motherhood, perhaps it's career, perhaps mm-hmm. it's money, perhaps it's, you know, reaching a large audience and trying to help people and educate people, whatever is important to you. Uh, I really like the Japanese Ikigai Venn diagram. If you've ever seen that. No, I haven't. It's a really cool diagram. It's a really cool concept. It's for, concentric circles and they overlap and then right in the middle is who you are so it's uh what the world needs that's one circle there's what you're good at it's another circle another one is what can you uh get paid to do which is a very practical circle and the last one would be what you love which may not make money may just be recreational but when those things intersect it's who you are it's Mm -hmm. a culmination of all your strengths and interests and what you have to offer and um, that that's a great way to, to, to learn about what your unique meaning is. So then as you have uh, trials and tribulations and struggles, as long as it gets channeled or filtered or processed through what you're all about and what you're after in life, uh, typically, yeah, I think you can have a lot of control over. Uh, well, it makes it easier to grieve losses and process stress and setbacks and understand unfairness. Hmm. is especially if it fits all in this context of you know what is your true purpose here yeah yeah i love that i've never seen that graph before but it sounds to me like it's just a very simplistic approach to life and like we we so often try to overcomplicate things and overwhelm ourselves but at the end of the day we're very complex but we're also very very simple beings like you, you make a good point it's just what you're good at what you actually enjoy doing and then there's obviously you know wanting to belong and help other people and it's like being being human is actually pretty simple at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, in American football, there was a great running back, Jerome Bettis, called the bus, and he had this great technique. He would stiff arm. He would just put his arm out to the guys trying to tackle him, and he yeah. would just keep feet moving, and he would end up in the end zone. Um, I think it's a great analogy for life. As long as you know where you're trying to go, yeah. it makes it so much easier to disregard all the BS and all the – other people's problems and what they say to you and how they said it and all the setbacks and how your boss is treating you. I mean, you just, it's a nice stiff arm because you know, you're going this direction. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's been a pretty common theme amongst a lot of people that I speak to is you need to have a why, like without a why Mm -hmm. or a purpose, you are kind of like just a feather in the wind and you can go whichever way that you, you get blown. Totally. So Ikigai is a great one. And the other one I uh, have a lot of my patients do is some sort of strengths questionnaire. There's uh, the VIA Institute, Virtues in Action Institute. I think it's viacharacter.org or .com. 
and they have a free questionnaire and then there's 24 top strengths and you can see your your weaknesses and your lowest strengths and then you can see your top five strengths and all the ones in between and i'll have patients do that and it helps them realize it helps them get closer to the why because it realize it helps them really validate their their strengths and what mm-hmm. they're good at and obvious we're always comparing ourselves to others but usually on the inadequacies or the negatives and so we, we do have like a self-blindness often to our strengths. We understand what you're good at. You know, that's one of those ikigai bubbles of what the world, you know, needs, what it will pay for, what you're good at. And it probably relates to what you love. If it's who you are and what's your, what you're good at. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. So back to the health side of things again. Obviously, you're a clinician yourself. What's your thoughts on the pharmaceutical industry as a whole and the idea of, a lot of not everyone but a lot of doctors or clinicians just throwing fucking pills and those kinds of things at people to solve their problems yeah well agnostic you know i mean i'm guilty of doing that myself um a lot of patients new patients to me tend to come to me at the 11th hour it's once it's gotten really bad there's just a natural human part of human nature where we resist going to get help when it's early you know so i usually things start to accumulate and, and build up and then it gets to a critical level. And um, and then medication isn't actually a bad idea for people who are really at that stage, at that degree of dis- dysfunction, at that degree of suffering. The medications are a tool. They're not a solution, but they're a tool to, you know, most of the psych meds are suppressing. And if things are on fire inside and you suppress it, well, then you can get your feet under you and then you can cope. So as long as you're doing that work, I don't really have a problem prescribing medication or recommending or, or, or managing medication for people. But then there are, um, the way that healthcare is designed, there's a lot of opportunity for you just to take a pill and forget it. And that's not good. I think we both agree on that. And so, you know, being mindful about it, um, but I definitely see their use as a tool. Uh, in, in my book, the, uh, the villain of the book is modern day life. There's so much that we're expected to be and to become and to do in modern day life that it drives us crazy. You know, if we didn't have to live a modern day life lifestyle with commutes and bosses and desk jobs and no socialization and distance and crappy food, if we didn't have to experience all that, you know, it probably might not get to the point where we need meds a lot of the time. You know, some, some people have like genetic conditions that would, you know, schizophrenia, then medications are really helpful. But if it's like depression, anxiety, but you're still kind of functioning in modern day life, then yeah, there's, there's a lot that can be done in medication, but also a lot of the other stuff that we talk about. I I think I do like that opinion. I think that a, a lot of the problems come from whether it's like clinicians or healthcare system, just throwing pills at people and then forgetting about them and not actually teaching them how to rebuild their mindset or look out for themselves it's just take this pill and then you're done and that's what you do for the rest of your life and i think that's where all the problems come from i i do like your approach of using it to help them get on their feet and then rebuild i think that's it i do like that but as a whole in particular over here in australia i know there's a lot of just take these pills and then forget about them sure well um you know in business there's a concept called throughput which is how fast can you get a customer in and out? Mm. And 
to be honest, especially in the West, healthcare has adopted throughput. Yep. You know, how fast can we get the condition diagnosed and treated and then adios? And that's not, uh, that's not my private practice. The way I set it up is the visits, I offer an hour long. And so when people will come, it's like, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Okay, how does this connect to the themes we've been talking about? You know, that's like the first 45 minutes. And then the last 10 is like, oh, by the way, how's your meds? Good, bad? You know, have you noticed a difference? Any side effects? What's going on? You know, that's at the end after we got the whole context. Yeah. In in healthcare with all that throughput, you know, I used to work in it. It's like, hey, how's your meds? That's it. Hmm. And then yeah. you put in the onus on the patient to know, to be the doctor and to know what to say and what not to say and what's yeah. relevant. It's exactly. terrible. And and the position that they're in mentally, they, they don't even nearly have the capacity to be able to, to do that and think for themselves. And it's just, yeah, it's a, it's an endless cycle of destruct destruction. Yeah. So it's either fine or I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. which is true. That's it. That was epic, man. Uh, final question. Ask everyone, if you were to pick one trait, skill, mindset, Anything else that would that's helped you become the best version of yourself, man? What would that be? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I thought about it when I was with my kids on vacation, and uh, and then I thought about it recently because uh, I got your your questions before. I thought about it for another patient I just saw today. Is this? I guess the idea that uh, if you practice, if you put enough time into something, you, you can become proficient. Hmm. You know, in our immediate culture, if if you don't know how to do it, well, then, oh, I'm not good at, you know, learning that. And I mean, now that there's YouTube, there's no excuse to not know how to do anything. Yeah. You know, there's YouTube for everything. So uh, as long as we have the time, which we're really short on in our current society, as long as you have the time, you can do things. You can learn things. You be- can become good at things. So breaking up that concrete, that mindset that, well, I've never done it. So that means I'm probably not good at it. Mm. I mean, if you, if you can avoid that mindset, the it's, you know, it's unlimited potential to, you know, you, you only have so much time in life, but, uh, you know, you can do anything. hundred percent. And yeah, just to add on to that, if there's literally anything you want to learn, you can learn on YouTube. And I know there's a, yeah. there's a shit ton of overlapping stuff in there and you can almost overwhelm yourself of what to watch, but I suggest just pick one topic then pick one video or one channel one creator and go all in on that and you'll you'll pick it up whatever it is very quickly yeah and you know i think it's i love how it's all regular joes yeah i mean even the most basic things or somebody has like done like a homemade video for it and it's good enough you know and it's just like other people helping other people it's really cool yeah that's it man i appreciate your time if anyone wants to find you where do they need to go uh www.thementalwellnessdiet.com thementalwellnessdiet.com i got a few blogs and some social media you can get the book uh there's an audiobook that people can get and uh, it's just a lot of good information i think hopefully people find it helpful awesome man thanks justin i appreciate your time all right likewise That's it, man. Thanks for listening to another installment of Man Talk on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I hope and I trust that you've learned something valuable that will help you become not only the best, the most powerful, but the most fulfilled man you can possibly be. 
Now, as I said earlier, I've recently launched the most powerful men's network there is online called the Men's Inner Circle, where every single week we jump on a group video call with all of the guys involved. We discuss everything ranging from mental health, physical health, relationships, and finances to nutrition, diet, sleep, communication, relationships, and everything in between. So if you want to be a part of one of the most powerful and supportive men's networks there are, jump on to www.bettermindsbody.com.au forward slash the men's inner circle, or you can just click the link in the show description. And the best part of all, it is literally cheaper than having a meal out at the pub once a week. So if you want to be a part of this network, hit that link and I can't wait to see you inside. Have a killer day, gents.